Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey it's doug gottlieb you know our trusted partner tyrite.com for fast free shipping free roadhouse protection Convenient installation options and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer rated Hankook DynaPro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to tirerack.com slash sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Week one still not in the books as there's one game left to be played in the college football schedule of the first week of the college football season. Clemson and Georgia Tech getting at it tonight, but so much to talk about of all the other games, Aaron, that have occurred on whether it be Saturday, whether it be Friday, whether it be Thursday, and especially what happened last night in New Orleans. Dan, let me ask you a question. So, you know, we uh, kind of a generic sports talk conversation is best week on the sports calendar, best weekend, right? And and we know who the, the candidates are. Uh, you know, opening weekend of the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, the, the weekend of the AFC-NFC championship game, obviously Major League Baseball opening day is kind of a midweek thing. I think the five-day just platter of college football is like one of the more underrated things that happens, you know, and, and I'm I, obviously I love college football, but there's no NFL yet. Even the NFL guys, you saw them all visiting their alma maters, all those guys on the Ohio State sideline this weekend. But the, the five days, usually there's a really good game on Thursday. Usually there's a really good game on Sunday, a really good game on Monday. I know we want to get to the game itself last night, but it was just something I was thinking about here over the last couple of days. I, I think it's a nice weekend. Here's the weird thing about it is because – Sunday, and and this is before Florida State and LSU, and honestly, I, it was a game that you had brand names, and it turned out to be amazing, but I wasn't sure if it was a day that you're sitting there 
like waiting for you know for for the whole day. So I actually was kind of like I almost felt like hungover yesterday afternoon because there was there was like this we were we were so crazy with college football starting from Thursday night and then the full boat that we got on Saturday. There was there was no golf. Well, live golf, but that's a whole other story. No golf for me to take in because the tour championship had ended the week before. You had baseball going on. You had the U.S. Open, but I felt that there was something missing yesterday afternoon. And then it's like I had five more beers with the uh, with what transpired <laughs> uh, in Louisiana in the Superdome last night with that Florida State LSU. It's a I, I don't know if I'd put it number one because no. of what happens on Sunday, but maybe yeah maybe it's it, it's it it I'll I'll say this one more thing. It's tough to match next weekend as well because it's the first NFL weekend. And then you've got like you're like okay now I'm ready to buckle in, but it is a very very strong start to the uh, to the fall season. I'll I will say that. Yeah, it is weird. There is always that lull on Sunday if you know if you're not with family because you know Monday is kind of the barbecue day, and you know you live on the East Coast. You know you get to kind of wrap the weekend with with the Monday night game, whatever it is. But Sundays like that, uh, if you're not bouncing around, that's the one where you're like. I want to be watching something. Uh, I just got 14 straight hours of college football on Saturday, so yeah, may- maybe uh, you know we could talk to the bosses over at FS1 or something. Get you know get a uh, I don't know uh, you know an Indiana Iowa game or something on early Sunday before uh, before the late game on Sunday. But yeah, no, I just I I think and you're right. This weekend coming up probably doesn't get enough credit for what it is because we have the the great thing about this week too Dan is obviously it goes without saying we got college football into Monday and then the holiday and then it feels like we're right there with that Thursday night game so I get it um and and I agree I just I was thinking about this last night it's like man this five straight days of college football is really pretty awesome well it's it's legit and I and and to to not get into story time Get into story time. We got four hours. To no, kill. there's there's something that that goes along with that. There early in my in my tenure at Fox Sports Radio, I would cover college football, and I would go to different spots across the country. All part of the tailgate tour, cover, and we were at really the biggest game every single weekend. So it was flying here, there, and everywhere, and it was 2006. And I remember being in the press box of Ohio State, Texas. It was one against two in Austin. And this was a big game. This is after Texas won the national championship and Texas won the year before. But you have, uh, you know, with Vince Young. And so Colt McCoy comes in as a freshman. It's just this absolute electric atmosphere. And it hit me then on how special it was because I was also so jacked for the NFL season the next like the next day sure because it was week one the next day and i'm sitting there and i'm like my goodness and this is and granted you don't get one versus two a lot uh early on in the college football season that time we had it but the point that i'm making is what's so great about the upcoming weekend was we had the biggest game in college football being played right in front of my eyes with a team that i had cheered for for so long in my life that i was excited to, to you know to watch and and to see and yet all uh and the NFL was also on my mind, and, and, sure. and so that's so that so that's why it's it is you know you bring it up and and I love next weekend and and, and it's not to downplay this past weekend, but it truly is a, a you know a great part of the sports calendar and we always have this you know is, is March better or is this better? Well, when you're in this, it's really difficult to top this at this time. I totally agree. Uh, as you said, one game left, and I know that last night we want to get into it was an absolute thriller, man. Yeah, and if last night's game stinks. I don't know how much of, you know, like, I, I'm not sure on how strong we feel about it. And, that, and, that, and that's the, the, the ability to have a standalone game with so many twists and turns and to have that final two and a half minutes be that final two and a half minutes. It is, it, it's great. And when you're on Twitter and you're all following the same sort of people, everyone is just tweeting about this game between – I know they're brands, Aaron, but two unranked teams. Like, yep. That's what we had. Like that's it wasn't a one versus two showdown that we had, you know, sixteen years ago that you're watching in that standalone window. It was two uh, unknown, uh, unranked teams with Brian Kelly making his debut and 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 maybe under fulfilling teams over the last few seasons, trying to figure out a way. And because of that narrative, 
it lived up to absolutely every single expectation that you could expect from that game and probably exceeded it. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, that that, that was kind of my takeaway. And, and Jason Martin and I being on Saturday nights, it, it, that's part of the factor as well is, you know, Jason and I are preparing all day. We're going to talk Ohio State. We're going to talk Notre Dame. Uh, we're going to talk Georgia, Oregon. And it ended up that Utah, Florida was by far the most compelling and interesting game in night one. And I just bring it up because that shows the power of college football is that we talk about all the the negatives, playoff expansion, NIL, realignment, whatever, Uh, and then you get a Sunday night where you're you're like, okay, I'm curious because of the Brian Kelly factor, but outside of that, I really don't know much about Florida State. They haven't been very good. LSU obviously bottomed out last year, no Coach O, and then we get it obviously – I mean, I get you. We'd call it a classic, right? Like, I mean, it, it was iconic. Uh, it was a little sloppy for sure, but I, I do think it kind of showed what makes college football college football is the yes. fact that uh, you know that 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 game turned into a classic. That was a classic because, as you said, it was college football, but that's also college football. It's it's imperfection, and and I listen. I I thought it was so intriguing after the muff punt with two minutes left, and Florida State takes over. You know, and 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 I'll say this: I know they're not our network, another competing network. Uh, you know, Joe Tessitore is the best voice that ESPN has when it comes to college football. You want to um, real quick? I don't mean to get into story time, but yeah. fun fact about Joe Tessitore: he was the local eleven o'clock sports news guy in Connecticut when I was growing up. So you talk about you know taking an opportunity at ESPN and running with it yeah. uh, from being a local sports guy. I just love stories like that. Kind of tells you you could start anywhere, end up anywhere, and I agree. Best one of the best voices in the business for sure. Go ahead. You know, but for you know, you got a lot of lot of flack for what happened on uh, you know Monday Night Football. Didn't necessarily translate. It wasn't his fault. He's he's made for college football, and to have him on that call, I thought was was great. But to get down to it, so he and Greg McElroy are on the call, and the muff punt happens, and Florida State's now got the football what inside the ten yard line, and uh, they're <laughs> they're up seven. And there's two minutes left, and LSU has all their timeouts. And McElroy's like, you know, they, they LSU should let Florida State score. And I didn't agree with that. I didn't think that that was. I didn't think that that was the plan. I don't. I, I know that you want to get the football back, but it's it's difficult to come back from two touchdowns. And when you have three timeouts, if you call your timeouts, you can hold them to a field goal. Where if you get the onside kick, which you need anyway, then you only have to kick a field goal to tie. In theory, that's that's what I'm thinking. And, and what made last night so great, Aaron, was that Greg McElroy is saying, let him score. And I'm saying, no, don't let him score. Use your timeouts. And Brian Kelly's like, you know what we're going to do? We're only not going to let them score. We're not going to use one of my timeouts, like at first. It was very Super Bowl 48 with the Seahawks and Patriots, where the Seahawks get that crazy catch from Jermaine Curse, and it gets them down to the five-yard line, and then the clock continues to run, and then Marshawn Lynch runs the ball. Bill Belichick is not calling a timeout, kind of freaking the Seahawks out a little bit. And Brian Kelly didn't call a timeout after the first you know the first play and I'm like you're wasting 30 seconds of the clock here second down comes they actually do call a timeout so I'm thinking okay well that's it's not the worst thing in the world you could have just managed it a bit better only to have Florida State then run a, you know a pitch to actually pitch the football like all you needed to do is you knew what they were going to do you want to go up two scores you would Maybe you don't want to get into the end zone. Maybe you want them to, you know, run a little bit more time or use the t- whatever the case is. The last thing you do is you run a pitch play, and then it fumbles, and then you fumble, and then all mayhem breaks from there. And that's not even the half of it. So I know. Even in that first two minutes or that last two minutes of the beginning part of it, there were so many different ways that it can go. Greg McElroy's thinking one thing. I'm thinking another. Brian Kelly's doing another. It was absolute mayhem before we even got the LSU touchdown at the end. Uh, it speaks to the imperfection of the sport, right? I mean, so many, and we're going to get into all of the nuance of it, but I mean, you just kind of set up two things right there that I, you know, aren't even going to be discussed probably much today by by a lot of other people is the muff pun, obviously, okay, that'll be discussed, but then the pitch on the goal line, that might be discussed a little bit, but it speaks to, again, this is college football. It's an imperfect sport. These are not professionals. Um, and then, of course, it set up what became, you know, just that final 120 uh, was just absolutely bananas. The the also the call on just the the one second the first down. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I mean, you know, to, to to sit there and have that sort of conversation, and, and it wasn't it wasn't a matter of 
it wasn't a matter of there being time left on the clock. Like, did he get out of bounds with one second or wasn't double zero for those that didn't see it? Like, there was still time left on the clock. But again, if the referee makes the correct call on the field, there is no guarantee that LSU can get lined up squarely in time because the clock would have stopped on the the first down, but then would have started again. There's no guarantee LSU gets lined up even to run a play that ended up being uh, the touchdown that got them within one last night. So like like that craziness of it. I'm not saying the ref made a bad call. He made the call that he thought was correct, and it was kind of a bang-bang sort of play where you can't tell if the guy's leg is down or not, but he got out of bounds. Honestly, he probably erred on the on the right play for us as fans. Florida State may not feel that way, but I'd almost rather have the guy get out of bounds and stop the clock and and allow at least one more play as opposed to the guy being inbounds, and who knows if LSU is able to line up. Absolutely, and it's just, you know, again, the, the way that it ended, and then to, to drive the length of the field, 99 yards, to have the extra play that they probably shouldn't have had and then, of course, to have the PAT blocked. And so I, I know we're going to have plenty of time to react to the rest of, of this game throughout the next four hours. But, um, you know, it's it just it just speaks to a lot, man. It was it was a but, crazy – go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's just do it now because, honestly, Florida State and LSU was a classic last night. But there was so much college football to get to. The other part of it on the extra point that, that was crazy to me, I went back and rewound the play. Aaron, I I thought maybe LSU only had ten guys on the field. Really? I like, didn't like see I thought they didn't. They had eleven, but because Florida State got through so easily, I thought I wonder if LSU was missing a guy, and 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 on that play. So I went, and I rewound, and I counted. And I'm like, no, there's eleven. Because sometimes in the chaos of things, you know, like you're like, oh my gosh, they score, they came back, and you're not thinking. And how many times is it that a special teams guy for some reason? has to run out late on the on the field and I thought to myself I go I wonder if LSU like was short a guy because Florida State didn't just have one guy go through they had like three guys that could have maybe have blocked that extra point and then it ends up no they had 11 and it was just more of alignment and and I saw graphics on Twitter today that this was a problem throughout the game last night uh that LSU had the long line but it was so easily done that extra point was blocked that I thought maybe LSU didn't have enough guys on the field. Well, and I think the other thing that I would take away from that as well as the game as a whole, um, you know, there's a reason Brian Kelly is there, and it's because, you know, LSU completely melted down after that championship season. And I think to an outside observer that doesn't follow college football 365 days a year, uh, you could sit there and say, how can you fire a coach after two years after he wins a national championship? Well, it's because lack of accountability, lack of discipline, lack of whatever, and that was essentially why Brian Kelly was brought in to 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 kind of um you know, kind of bring an adult into the room if you will at LSU where where things had gone off the rails. And so why am I bringing that up now? Well, it's because what you just said. It's not just a blocked PAT. Um it's the fact that the guy got through easy. It's the fact that there was a um a blocked field goal earlier in the game. It's the fact that there was a muffed punt that set all of this up, and it was the second muffed punt of the game. It's the fact that the kid doesn't get out of bounds, and instead uh, his knee falls down. Like Those are the reasons that Brian Kelly is at LSU, and those are things that obviously need to be corrected in a hurry for them to get back to where they want to be. But again, it just speaks to to me. I think everyone thinks, oh, it's LSU. They produce a million NFL players. Uh, you know, how bad was it really under Coach O? Well, we see how much work Brian Kelly still has to do because it was one uh, thing shooting themselves in the foot after another. Not saying that Florida State shouldn't have won. I thought Florida State was the better team, but I do think it speaks to a little bit of that LSU that we we're just talking about. Do you think Brian Kelly should have gone for two? I mean, obviously, hindsight, no. yes, but. No, I think you're at you know you know first of all you're down 14 in the fourth going into the fourth you have all the momentum um, I I don't think so no I I I mean if he had gone for two it would have been cool I would have had no fundamental issue like 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 if he had gone for two and they had missed it um, I wouldn't have come on here today like what are you know like I wouldn't have done the 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 hot take sports yeah. talk radio but yeah yeah interesting because two things you said there I it, not saying that you you were contradicting yourself but in situations like this. They usually do contradict each other. Better team, you can play for overtime. If you think you have the better team, play for overtime because you're gonna, you know, more plays, you're likely to come out on top. Um, if Florida State's the better team during the game, then maybe you do want to end it there. Um, but 
to the point momentum. Momentum was on the side, and uh, and I do believe in momentum. I know some people don't. Momentum was on your side. You have that energy. Why not go? You also have the home crowd, basically. You know, I mean, you're yep. you know, you're playing an hour away from Baton Rouge. I mean, it's a not saying that Florida State didn't travel because they did, but still, it's a pro LSU crowd. You know, like like those were the things that that were going. I was not surprised. I was going to say this. I was not surprised that he went for for one. And I actually thought that you know what, you make it you make it back that far. Momentum is on your side, even if you take a breather. You're still the one. You know, like Florida State's probably sitting there on the sidelines, so mad that they could have wrapped up this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he should have gone for two. When he, when I saw him pointing to go for a one, I felt that it was the right call. Yeah, real quick. Um, I agree, and I think you know there there are times where I get playing for the win. It's cool. Like I'll give you an example really quick. I thought Utah throwing in a triple coverage on Saturday night was the wrong move. People said, "Well, they don't have any timeouts. What are you going to do? Throw the ball out of bounds a couple times, kick a field goal, go to overtime." I know you're on the road, but if the play isn't there, you cannot do what what Utah did. And so I just bring it up because I think we all, in theory, you know, you, you have the scenarios where you should probably play for the win. Utah is a good example. They're on the road. It's ninety thousand people cheering against them. But I just thought. I have no problem with you throwing the ball out of bounds a couple times and kicking a field goal going to overtime, and it's the same with LSU. I know that there was plenty of scenarios, including the fact that they were probably outplayed for the majority of last night, but but I had no real issue with them uh, going for one and uh, unfortunately did not work out for them. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We are jacked for what we had in college football, and it wasn't the only uh, showdown this past weekend that grabbed a lot of people's attention. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. I hope you're having a safe Labor Day. If you're uh, wrapping up the weekend, please, please be safe on the roads. If you're still out, maybe you're in California enjoying the uh, the hot weather, please be safe in that uh, way as well. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Uh, the, the UCLA stands, one of the things you talked about with college football and how empty it was in the Rose Bowl. There is this this interesting argument. We're going to get to the NFL in just a second, but you know, George Reister and I were talking about this yesterday on our show on on the optics that you know really kind of uh, overtook Twitter on Saturday, and that was the empty Rose Bowl right against the Bowling Green. Aaron, you mentioned it earlier. The funny thing about it was when when they make jokes about UCLA joining the Big Ten, and that's what's bringing the Big Ten. If I'm the Big Ten. And I'm like, hey, everybody is staying home and watching this game. Even better. That's why you brought. The, that's why you brought them in for the for the LA TV market. That's so an like interesting if, point. Yeah, you know, in this in this weird way of doing it, awesome. Our sponsors are going to be even more happy because more people may be watching that team instead of wanting to sit out in 105 degree weather uh, at the Rose Bowl. Which, by the way, there's hot in Southern California, and then there's also Rose Bowl hot. So uh, yeah, I mean, there it's it's different as you were saying. You guys are in Pasadena. You know what it's like. I'm north of town, and it's it's really hot in the valleys up here. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's not the uh, not tr- the tradition of uh, of a UCLA and USC. Although the tradition of USC is great to have for your league, it's why the Big Ten added Rutgers. It wasn't because of Rutgers tradition. And in a weird way, I said I even thought that Oregon's loss yesterday or on on Saturday. Probably not in the grand scheme of things uh, be a play, but I didn't think it was good for their candidacy for the Big Ten, and and just for the for the for the fact of is Oregon's already got a couple of strikes against it on why it shouldn't uh, join the Big Ten, meaning you know the TV market they don't really need to add the Portland and Eugene TV market uh, to them. You're really like going on brand and the success of that football program, and then to lose forty nine to three. I know it may be a momentary, you know, just a moment uh, bit of a hit, but. Yeah, I don't think it was great for I don't think it was great for the candidacy, even though it's just one game. So I think this is one of the great sports narratives that makes for a great conversation that I don't think is a conversation. I don't think the Big Ten is expanding anytime soon. Like I know that Oregon and you and I talked about it previously is like they're a great brand, okay? But one, I don't think that the Big Ten goes through this crazy months-long negotiation with multiple networks just to blow things up unless anyone other than Notre Dame comes in. And so you have that aspect of it. You have, as you said, Dan, um, you know the, the, the TV market and the number of actual people that actually follow Oregon football. I, I, I get that it makes for a good talking point. And I know that there was this weird meeting where nobody from the school and nobody from the Big Ten office showed up. I just I don't get this automatic assumption that the Big Ten is automatically expanding because I don't really know what they bring other than the fact that the guy who happened to find found Nike is an alum of the school. If they, and by the way, if that was as much of a selling point as people make it seem, they would have asked Oregon to join, uh, you know, yes. with you, uh, two months ago with USC and UCLA. So yeah, yeah, no, very, very, very good points, and we're gonna uh, talk more about that and how it all plays into the college football playoff coming up in about. 55 minutes here on Fox Sports Radio. So if you can hang with us for that long, we are going to dive uh, deep into the what expansion as well means for college football. I do want to talk about the NFL because on Thursday, the NFL season will begin, Aaron. Rams lifting up their Super Bowl 56 banner in the stadium that they won Super Bowl 56 in as they host the Bills coming up on Thursday. And 
there there's there's something that's going on with the Rams. Okay, this this is Sean McVay talking about Matthew Stafford and Stafford's elbow, which has been a story this uh, preseason, even though he hasn't played in any preseason games. This was the Rams head coach talking about his star quarterback's elbow. I think we've got a really good plan in place, no different than really last year. You know, these are things that he was kind of working through in his own way, but you always want to be cognizant of a, you know, a pitch count, if you will. But he's feeling as good as, you know, I mean, I tell you what, he's throwing the ball excellent. He feels good. Everything that I'm seeing is reflective of everything he's saying to me. And so I feel really good about that. You know, I can't look back on the past. It is something that will be very similar to last year. So it's not really anything that's different. You got a great competitor that you want to be smart about managing. You you know, guys' bodies, and for a quarterback, their arm is always something that you want to be smart about, and that'll be the same as what we did last year with him. I, I Very, very positive, as Sean McVay always is. He made lingering elbow issues sound very, very positive. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And I just don't know. I don't know if that's a great thing. And, the, and there's, you know, reports yesterday, and, or him talking yesterday, saying that there's no limitations. Do you think Sean McVay is going to be like, before a game, three days before a game, be like, he really can't throw the ball more than 30 yards downfield, so we're probably going to keep it pretty close to the vest. No, absolutely not. Like You're not going to tell that to the Buffalo Bills. But I do think that it may be more of an issue than we truly believe. Is he still going to be able to hit Cooper Cup? Uh, is Cup's running across the middle 15 yards and flying down the field? Yeah, but, uh, but uh, listen, lingering elbow issues, ask Ben Roethlisberger, are never a good thing in the National Football League. You know, this is something that, that I remember talking about maybe three, four weeks ago. Like, the idea, you know, an elbow is something that, um, yeah, I guess in theory, and listen, I'm not a quarterback, right, never played in the NFL, uh, and I guess in theory with rest, um, you know, it could get better or whatever, but that doesn't. that's not something, that's not um you know, a, a deep thigh bruise that if, you know, if you just, yes. if you just, uh, you know, ice it and uh, hit the cold tub, you're going to be fine. And so um, I, I've thought for weeks that it's a little bit weird. And, and the thing with the Rams that's so tough is, is two things. One, um, you know, you inherently trust Sean McVay uh, because pretty much the, the decisions off the field, you could criticize certain things he's done through the years, but not playing players, having them ready to go, blah, 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 blah. They've mostly worked out in his favor, but then on top of that, uh, because they are one of those teams that doesn't play anybody in the preseason, when you don't see Matthew Stafford out there, you don't know should I be worried or is it you know you have no mm-hmm. you have no context, right? I mean, even Tom Brady and he left camp. Even Tom Brady took snaps during the preseason. Trey Lance took snaps during the preseason. Jordan Love. You go on and on down the list of the number of guys starting quarterbacks who played meaningful snaps, maybe not a ton. The Rams have none, so it gives you no context. I've been with you on this for weeks, Dan. Is I, I can't believe that others haven't made it a bigger deal. Uh, and now now that we're a day or so from, you know, not, not a day, but 72 hours or so from kickoff, I wonder if it does get talked about a little bit more. Yeah, you know the other thing about about the Rams and their position, and and I'm curious in your thoughts on this. I I think that the NFC is completely different than the AFC, and and the point where, where I think it's it's really different. And I'm and I'm going to make this about the Rams, but I think that there are five teams in the NFC that if you don't win the Super Bowl this year, it's not a successful season. And and just of of looking at who they are. Sorry, Tom Brady didn't come back to make the playoffs again. Tom Brady retired and unretired to come back and try to win Super Bowl number eight. Aaron Rodgers, sure he wanted to get paid, but isn't playing to make the divisional playoffs and lose at home. They want to go to the Super Bowl. They want to win a Super Bowl. I think the expectations in Dallas are the same. I think the expectations in San Francisco are the same. And Dallas may not have the roster to do it, Aaron, but still Jerry Jones wants that Super Bowl win. So anything less than a Super Bowl is is a bust. And I think the the Rams are the same way. So with those five teams, heck, you won the Super Bowl last year. Why wouldn't you repeat? And that is my question actually about the Rams that I, I just wonder because there are big personalities, no bigger personality than, you know, arguably the best player in football in Aaron Donald. And what did Aaron Donald do as soon as they won the Super Bowl, pointed to his finger and said he got the ring? And I'm not saying that Aaron Donald isn't motivated to win another ring, because I think that he is. But there are changes, and they got what they wanted to get. They want, you know, when you're a Super Bowl champ, now that motivation, I think sometimes can lessen in being like, 
all right, now what's going to motivate me? Maybe you're motivated by back-to-back, but I think it's fair to say that when you've reached that mountaintop, maybe you take a step back a little bit. There's so many strong individual personalities on that team that you wonder now, all right, how does this gel, especially now that everybody's got their ring? What's the motivation? Andrew Whitworth's not there, kind of the leader of the team, the, you know, the, the guy everybody you know, looked up to. He's no longer a part of that. That's the thing about the Rams is they've made adding individual pieces work in extremely great fashion in a way a lot of people doubted them. But now they've reached the mountaintop, and I just wonder if any of that will take a hit or crumble because now they've reached what they all wanted to do. And now that they've got their Super Bowl rings, I wonder if maybe individual things may be a little bit more important. That would be the hangover that I think if you're the Rams or a Rams fan should be a little cognizant about that. Now you have that Super Bowl ring. Maybe the gelling of this team isn't going to be as easy as it was in years past. Well, I think the last part to me is the most important is that, you know, you obviously had strong leaders, strong veterans in that locker room with Andrew Whitworth. Um, you know, Vaughn Miller, I wouldn't say was a leader, and I wouldn't say he was great all playoffs, but or all season, excuse me, but when they needed him in the playoffs, he came through. Um, obviously, the, the wide receiver group is being reworked with some new pieces. So, um, you know, I, I think from the Rams' perspective is that I, I think that there's a natural assumption that they, they can and maybe even will run them back because obviously the Bucks have their issues, the Packers have their issues. I think there's uh, the, the, the Rams are probably rightfully the favorite in the uh, NFC, but I don't think it's anything close to a slam dunk. I mean, there's been plenty of other years where I felt better about uh, a defending champ going into the regular season. The other thing I would say about the Rams, too, and this is something I, I continue to bring up, and I, I feel like I'm the only one that watched the Super Bowl sometimes, is that you know you go back and, and, and think about their playoff run, we talk about the three comebacks in three games as this incredible feat, which it was, but they also had three comebacks in three games, and if a one or two things, if, if the interception against San Francisco isn't dropped, uh, if Cooper Cup obviously doesn't get that first down in the Super Bowl, the game's over. Uh, their margin for error during that run, I mean, this wasn't a dominant run like we've seen other teams uh, go through to get to a Super Bowl or to win to win a Super Bowl, and so because of it, I'm not saying they can't or won't, um, but I do think we kind of just uh, give them a pass when there was a bunch of games that could have gone the other way late in that season. Yeah, I think that there are tangible things to point to when you're poking holes in other teams in the NFC, specifically those four others that I meant where it's Super Bowl or bust. I mean, Green Bay, it's pretty easy just to be like, who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw to now that Devontae Adams is gone? That's easy. The Buccaneers have had a list of things go wrong this offseason Ryan Jensen's injury could return this season uh you had a you know retirement on the offensive line you had Brady leave there's a lot there there's a lot going on that you could say okay if, if things go sideways this is why and I think the Rams are the most stable case in saying all right this team should be fine but I do believe that motivation can play a role in this and I think that winning it already plays a really important role especially when they've got they got a lot of individual guys that they put together yep. on a team, you know, sort of, you know, you know, in a team sport. Now you've added Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner, two great guys, but there isn't a guarantee that it's going to completely gel. We keep hearing about these Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, rumors, which I'm sorry, I don't think the Rams need them. I just, I, I don't. I, I mean, I just, I don't. I, there are other teams that may need him. I just don't know why it would be, you know, back with the Rams or why you'd want to go back with the Rams, aside from maybe at a great time and won a ring. I just, I'm not completely there with that. But I just look at, I, you know, I, they are almost, I don't want to say too good to be true, but I just wonder if, like, it's staring right in front of us. Is the thing that made them great and what made Les Need and Sean McVay so great with how they've put together this team and they've made it work that it actually may take a step back this year because of of everything that uh, that they accomplished a year ago. And I, I honestly, honestly, for some of the players, I actually think it would be human nature, be second nature. You know, you're all on the same page of trying to win that Super Bowl, and now you've got it. Now, what's your motivation going to be? I kind of wonder if that's going to happen with the Rams this year. Zero doubt. And obviously, the last thought is. Um... You know, there's been other Super Bowl champions where 
there are wins kind of caked into the schedule. Uh, I don't think, and I know most Super Bowl champs, you know, first, you know, they're, they're playing a first place schedule. But I mean, when you look at the Rams having as tough of a division as they do, opening with Buffalo, uh, they play, you know, Green Bay later in the year. They play at Arizona, who's obviously in their division in Week Three. Dallas later in the season. I mean, there's a lot of tough asks asks of this team. And to your point, Dan, if there's even a half a step back or half of a lack of buy-in relative to previous years, that could be quickly problematic. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, I know it's not an original thought, but when I told you that I've seen TikTok videos that appear on Twitter four or five days later. Sure. Just saw another one that I saw on TikTok three or four days ago Uh-oh, what was that, that now has appeared on Twitter. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling it's you. Where it's all kind the cool of, kids are is what you're telling me. <laughs> that, that is exactly what I'm telling you. Uh, being the 45-year-old cool kid is my, you know, that's my goal. I'm trying to relate to the younger generation. Um, but it's true. Uh, TikTok may be where it's at. All right. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Pyre sitting in for Doug Gottlieb. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It was the Louisiana Classic, and boy, it was a classic something last night in the uh, in, in the Superdome in New Orleans. Florida State holding on for a 24-23 victory over LSU. Joining us now to talk about that game and really a look ahead to what the Seminoles, Seminoles have this upcoming season. It's their play-by-play voice, and the director of broadcasting, Jeff Colhane, joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hey, Dan, Aaron, good to talk to you, my friend. Fire, uh, I think we need like a some kind of a Zoom cam on you at the house for everybody to see. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's the next. That's the next platform. Buyer vision is what. <laughs> you're going to be disappointed if you're a piano lover. It's that, and then the doc, the Dr. Dre thing is the other beginning thing. It's the only things that I know that I know how to play, and it's it's not going to go far. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Hey, how about you? Okay, what is this game number two in your career? You had a week right. zero game. Is that? Yes, correct. That's right. Yes. Yeah, how about that? Yes. Okay, week number two is the voice of Florida State. I want to ask you about filling old Gene Deckerhoff's shoes a little bit later on, but in all the games that you've called and previously at North Dakota State, craziness-wise, where does last night rank in what you have witnessed uh, in college football? Yeah, Dan, scale of 1 to 10, like a 19 last <laughs> night. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, have you guys ever seen an ending like that with a – Block PAT with no time on the clock to win a game. I just, you can't script it, and that's what makes college football so wild and makes you love the highs and pull your hair out, uh, you know, the moments that you have that are the lows. And uh, it truly was a roller coaster. You know, I really felt like Florida State uh, had played really good football for the majority of the game and had looked like the better team. And then you know, the last couple of drives, some miscues, unable to cash in on two muff punts, which is, is wild to think about, zero points in both of those. But uh, that's, a, that's an early season uh, signature win here for Mike Norvell in year three as he looks to try and turn this thing in the right direction. So, Jeff, that was exactly what I was going to ask you. Was I, I heard your call of that final play, incredible stuff, and you said in the call, Mike Norvell, you have your signature win. Um, for people who don't follow Florida State on a day-to-day basis, uh, five and seven last year, just missed the bowl game. But you know, I remember talking to you at this time last year. They lost to an FCS opponent, Jackson Jacksonville State, uh, and and it was really you know they got better by the end of the year. But obviously, yeah. how much how much you know one did did Mike Norvell, but th- did the program just to say we can compete with an SEC team, we can compete with a brand as big as LSU, and maybe this helps them get over that hump that Florida State fans have been waiting for? Well, it's just it's just high expectations here, right, Aaron? I mean, the, the Bowden era was unbelievable. You have so many great success stories from that time period and uh, so many great stars and great players, two national championships, uh, and then obviously Jimbo Fisher in 2013 taking things over and winning the national title with Jameis Winston and company and uh, and one of the great national championship games of all time, uh, the final BCS national title game against Auburn. But, you know, I, I tell people, Mike Norvell, think about starting a Fortune 500 company coming off of some rough some rough years during the pandemic. Uh, it, it's it's tough. You can't get your culture instilled. You can't get in place. And so, you know, the first two years have not gone the way that anybody would have liked. And, and, and certainly uh, with, with Coach Norvell, uh, it's the, the most losing he has had as, as a football coach. And he's talked about that publicly, about how, hey, this is obviously not what we're looking to do, but it's taking time coming out of the pandemic, uh, high expectations, as you know, with Florida State University. And get, having some early season success is so important. They hadn't won an early uh, an opening season game since 2016. They did that in Week 0 versus FCS Duquesne guys, and then, you know, to beat LSU, and I know LSU is trying to get themselves back under Brian Kelly themselves after a couple of down years after the national championship. Uh, it just it, it gives this program a kick in the right direction, and it validates the vision of Mike Norvell in year number three. 
Jeff Colhane joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, voice of the Florida State football program. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. I mentioned earlier in the program, after the muffed punt, Greg McElroy said on the TV broadcast, obviously you weren't privy because you were doing your own radio broadcast, but that's what, what I had is saying uh, LSU should let Florida State score and then yeah. uh, and try to get the football back. I thought, no, LSU should try to stop Florida State, use all their timeouts, kick a field goal, and then or force them to kick a field goal. What are you guys thinking in the booth? Because that kind of led up to all the craziness at the end. We talk about, you know, should Brian Kelly go for two? Should Brian Kelly kick the extra point? And hindsight's always twenty twenty. But in the moment when Florida State has the football inside the 10-yard line after the muff punt, what are you guys in, in, in the booth thinking and, and thinking what the Knowles should have done? Well, Dan, I, I thought potentially that could happen as well. And, you know, one of the things that jumped out of me with time management, you know, Brian Kelly let 40, 45 seconds roll off the clock after the buff punt before he called his initial first time out. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a, a miscue early in that sequence, not knowing, obviously, how it was going to end. And I thought after that, maybe he would. Maybe he would let Florida State score in, in efforts to try and get the football back. But, you know, no one could have could have anticipated what was going to happen. It, it really felt like after the muff punt, that second muff punt late by Malik Neighbors, I mean, the LSU fans right below us and the Superdome guys, they hit the bricks. They were out of here. And so they took off, and I, I thought this game was in hand. I thought it was a situation where you go in, you punch it in, you end it, and you celebrate all night on Bourbon Street, but Again, the craziness of college football with, with the toss to Treshawn Ward. He was fired up trying to put the ball in the end zone and, and took his eye off the football. And so you give Jaden Daniels an opportunity, and a tip of the cap to that young man. I believe the stat is he's the second LSU quarterback to throw for over 200 and rush for over 100 in the same game. So pretty solid debut for him uh, and, and let them down the field. And I, I just, before that extra point, you know, with a redshirt freshman kicker, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. And uh, Shaheem Brown for Florida State found a gap, came through, and it was it was a tough night for the LSU special teams and a great night for Florida State on that side. Jeff, really quick, um, what tell us about Mike Norvell. I think, you know, college football coaches are such big personalities and we've known about we've known of Brian Kelly at the very least for about ten, twelve years since he got to Notre Dame. I still think, again, because of the circumstances when he took over during COVID, haven't had the big wins. I don't think most of us know very much about Mike Norvell. Tell yeah. us a little bit about what you've learned since you've been around him. Well, Aaron, I think he's one of the smartest football coaches I've been around. He's a great offensive mind. You look at what his teams have done scoring the football uh, as an offensive coordinator at different stops before getting to Memphis. His Memphis teams were high-powered and explosive and won you know, an American Conference Championship back in 2019. And he's got a vision. And he's got a vision here at Florida State with how he wants to do things and the blueprint to, to build this team and this program back to where it's expected to go, and that is national championships. That That's the standard they have. That's the expectation. And Mike Norvell's not going to shy away from that in any way, shape, or form. He knows that he had to change the culture here and, and flip the script a little bit, and so that has taken time. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of support. I know the narrative nationally can be, hey, you know, Mike Norvell might be a hot seat guy. I can tell you guys there's a lot of support from Michael Alford, the AD, uh, Dr. Richard McCullough, the president for uh, for Coach Norvell here in Tallahassee, and he, he's got uh, things moving in the right direction, one foot ahead of the other right now in year three. Signature win for Mike Norvell and signature call for Jeff Colhane, who joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. What's it like following in the footsteps of a Gene Deckerhoff, a legendary voice oh, in, in college football? I mean, a I, I, honestly, it's a, you know it's got to be a dream job for you, but it's no easy task to you know to to replace a voice that was known not only just in Florida State circles but really nationally of, of being the voice of the Seminoles. Yeah, Aaron, you're 100 percent correct. Or I'm sorry, Dan, you're 100 percent correct. And um, yeah, you can't replace a guy like like Gene Deckerhoff. For those that do not know Gene, he he. he was the play-by-play voice for Florida State men's basketball for 48 years and for Florida State football for 43 years. And so he is the soundtrack of all the great moments of the Bobby Bowden era uh, and has called all three national championship games and has brought every every highlight to life for Knowles fans for a long, long time. And 
you know, as, as great of a broadcaster as he is, he's an even better man and an even better person. He has been so kind to myself, uh, to me and my wife and our family, uh, helping us get ingrained in the community. He even brought over a folding table, uh, chairs, a rocking chair for my wife because we have a young baby to, to help get him to sleep at night. And so uh, just a, a gem uh, and a saint of a man. And I've told people this, you, you can't fill the shoes of a person and a, and a broadcaster like Gene Deckerhoff, you just got to put your own pair on and see where it leads you. And it, it led us to a memory last night. Uh, we hope we did the call justice. We had a lot of fun doing it down in New Orleans. And I hope to see a lot of more great memories that are Mike Norvell and company for years to come. Jeff, only other one for me. Um, as Dan mentioned, you called you know multiple national championships uh, at North Dakota State. And uh, we'd be remiss. There's a, a, a former Bison, or I don't know how you say a singular of Bison, but uh Trey Lance I mean obviously he's yeah. been in the headlines just again you know I know you can't speculate on what's going on in San Francisco right now but tell us a little bit about him uh and what uh you know what 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 those of us that haven't spent a ton of time around him need to know as he kind of appears to be set yeah. to be the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers well Aaron I think he checks all the boxes uh, I think he just needs some time. He needs some experience. I realize the NFL stands for not for long, uh, especially as a starting quarterback and a number three overall draft pick. But uh, he, to me, he, he's got a great situation from the standpoint of a head coach and a play caller and Kyle Shanahan that's going to put him in great spots. I think they're really going to craft an offense around him that's really going to lead to some uh, some positive things for, for 49ers fans in the Bay Area. And so... Uh, I think he's a guy that, given the opportunity, and he obviously has it here in year number two in San Francisco, I think he's going to show people what he's all about. He's a tremendous talent physically. He's got all the attributes uh, mentally in preparation and away from the field as well. And uh, he's a great young man. He's a gem of a person himself, and he is going to take everything thrown at him, take it in stride. And I really believe that, uh, that the 49ers have – a, a franchise quarterback for years to come that's going to lead that group and that organization to a Super Bowl and high levels of success. Uh, obviously, it's got to happen quickly because they've got a great roster right now. All right, I'm going to leave you with this. How excited are you for winter to go from Fargo oh, to Florida? Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, and you guys know, moving is, is no fun, period. It's, it's, I would not want anyone to, to go through the moving process. But knowing that between mid-October through the end of April, I could potentially play golf every day and <laughs> trade that in for snow shovels and snow blowers, maybe. Sign me up. I'm oh. married up in life with my wife and married up with the weather, maybe, in Tallahassee. Oh, yeah, no. it's nothing against Fargo. Uh, nothing I love against, Fargo. Yes, I love Fargo. Every day absolutely. I love, Fargo. I love the people. I love everything. I don't love coming home off a four-day day, a day, a road trip with my driveway plowed in. Okay, yes. So, yes, I and, love Fargo. I love it. It's my it's my place. And, and we just we we don't love the the minus in front of the number of the right. temperature either when you get into the vehicle. Oh man! Well, awesome stuff, Jeff. Uh, you know, congrats on the gig and uh, great call last night. And we appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, good luck to you and the Knowles the rest of the way. Yep. Thank you, guys. Great talking to you, and uh, appreciate you. Go Knowles, Dan. I can't wait for that uh, that piano platform. <laughs> All right. You're going to be waiting a while. I'll tell you that much. Jeff Cohen, Director of Broadcasting and Play-by-Play Voice of the Florida State Seminoles, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. That was the thing with me. When I moved from Wisconsin to Southern California, and I don't know what it was like for you, Aaron, with Connecticut, but I love going back to the to the Midwest in the summer. It's great. But when you find out like the first below freezing day and you're out here, like there is a there is a good feeling. I it's not I miss home. I miss everybody back there. But when it's cold and we're in Southern California and it's sixty some degrees, it ain't a bad thing. I I uh, I don't mind going back during the winter as long as I, you know knowing because you can leave that exactly right. Yeah. So and it's funny you know like my wife we're all oh we should go to New York during the winter and like oh go around Christmas time it'll be fun and it is fun. But as you said, after about four or five days, uh, you cannot get me out of there fast enough. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With Simelbo Grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 